Howdy swim fans, here with another episode of Whiteboard Wednesday. And on today's episode, we're discussing the SWALF score. Now, the SWALF score is simply a metric that allows you to measure your overall efficiency in the water. And here's how you calculate it. You take your lap split, so how long it takes you to go from one end of the pool to the other end of the pool, and you're gonna add that to your stroke count. So how many strokes you take, full stroke cycle. So if it's freestyle or backstroke, every time your arm is doing a pull, that counts as a stroke. If you're doing breaststroke and butterfly, uh, both arms together count as one stroke. And then you're gonna take that summation and you're gonna normalize it to a 25 meter pool. If you already swim in a 25 distance pool, you don't have to do anything. Just take the number of strokes you take and add it to how long it takes you to get across the pool. Now the swell score is really important to understand its difference from the overall swimming equation but there are a lot of commonalities. If you remember the swimming equation, which I'll link to our last Whiteboard Wednesday about that topic, you take your swimming time is equal to your underwater time plus your turn time, uh, plus the multiplication of your cycle count times your stroke rate. And so if we think about the second half of this equation, the cycle count and your stroke rate uh, being a function of what your overall swimming time is, this is very similar to the swell score, which is basically measuring how efficient you are, which is a function of how many strokes you're taking across what period of time in that 25 meter distance. So there's a few rules of thumb and notes we wanna talk about the SWALF score. And then we'll talk about ways that we can improve the SWALF score uh, as well. So number one is normalize it to the 25 meter distance. So the great thing about SWALF and using it as a metric to measure your progress and improvement in efficiency over time is that it's universal for each stroke regardless of what pool that you swim in. So whether you swim in a 25 yard pool which is about 9% different from a 25 meter pool, or if you swim in a 30 meter pool, or even a 50 meter pool, if you swim in a 50 meter pool, you just take it and divide it by two to get you a normalized 25 distance. So that's a great uh, component of the swell score that allows you to measure it regardless of what kind of pool that you swim in. Um, the cool thing about SWALF is that it's unique to the different strokes. So you'll have a freestyle SWALF score, you'll have a butterfly uh, score, backstroke, and breaststroke as well. And each of these will be different, and it's really important to understand that these scores are unique to you as a swimmer. So it really doesn't make sense to compare um, your score to someone else's. Oftentimes people think, what is a good SWALF score? A good score is if it's lower than it was the last time you measured it. And that's how you know you're improving your efficiency. So similar to golf, a lower score is often a better measure of efficiency. And if you really do want a benchmark of what are maybe a really good score for each of the different strokes, I have a few of them listed here. If you're swimming freestyle, if you can go 30 or less uh, average throughout your workout, you have a very efficient and, and solid freestyle. If you're 35 for backstroke, same thing. And for breaststroke and butterfly, if you're under 30, around 25 or lower, uh, you're a pretty accomplished swimmer to have these types of numbers. But remember, it's, in, it's unique to you as an athlete. So it doesn't really make sense to compare yourself to someone else. The goal is to measure your swell score across uh, your, own, your own records. Um, it's not everything though, because there are a number of different factors that come into swimming efficiency. So while the swell score is a really good metric to track over time, there's a number of other things that really play into effect. And you can see that the best swimmers in the world don't actually have the lowest swell score. So uh, unlike golf where the lowest score wins, in swimming, 
it's about the time at the end of the day. So you might have the lowest swallow score, but if you look at some of the top athletes like a Katie Ledecky or some of the other uh, top swimmers, they're winning the race, but they might be taking a lot more strokes, have a faster stroke rate if we think back to the swimming equation. And so things don't 100% add up, but for the vast majority of swimmers, and if you're watching this video, the swell score is a great measure of how fast, and not how fast, but how efficient you're moving through the water. Um, and there's other things that you can measure your efficiency that you wanna play into effects. Things like heart rate, your VO2 max, these other things play a big factor. Um, now I wanna talk about you know, a few differences that might come about in the swell score. So for example, uh, let's say you have an athlete, uh, two different athletes, and they actually have the same swell score, but they're swimming with that same efficiency two completely different ways. And you wanna think about these, uh, the swell score in two different ways. So there's the stroke count and there's the split. So the swimmer uh, in the first column is a 34 swell score and they came up to that from taking 12 strokes in their freestyle with a 22 split. So their 100 pace from a 22 split would be a 128. Now swimmer uh, B also has a 34 swell score but they took 16 strokes, so they took more strokes, but they're swimming four seconds faster per 25 meters. They're going 18 seconds instead of 25 and 22, and as a result, their 100 pace is a 112. And so if you were to ask me or most other coaches and you were to look at these two swimmers, while they might have the same swell score, uh, in fact, they're two very different swimmers, and obviously the one who's going 18 seconds per 25 at a 112 pace is uh, a better, more accomplished swimmer, Again, there, this is only one example, and most swimmers can manipulate how many strokes they take, which we're getting to, which can play an effect in training and improving your overall efficiency. In my second example, we're playing with a different variable. So here we have two different swell scores, but we're assuming the two swimmers are actually moving at the same speed. So unlike the prior example where we had two different speeds, now over the average of a workout, both swimmers are able to hold a one minute pace per 100 meters, which is really fast. So you have two super fast swimmers, um, they're taking 15 seconds to get 25 meters, but they're doing it two completely different methods. So swimmer A is taking 20 strokes to go 15 seconds, and swimmer B is only taking 10 strokes to go the same 15 seconds. So as you can see now, the swell score is radically different, a 35 versus a 25, even though they're going the exact same pace. And you might be thinking to yourself, how is this possible? And a really good example of where you would see this, um, the swimmer B is probably an elite Olympic swimmer, uh, someone who can take uh, very few strokes, a lot of efficiency, a lot of power behind every single stroke. And swimmer B is probably a highly competitive high school swimmer. They can go pretty fast for a short period of time, but they need to take a lot of strokes to do it. And if you were to put these two swimmers head to head, most likely in a competition, swimmer B would be able to outperform swimmer A, and not only that, but be able to go faster um, over a longer period of time because they are more efficient and they have a lower uh, swell score. So if you do have a wearable device like an Apple Watch or a Garmin, um, these devices with the MySuper application do a great job of displaying what the swell score is as it relates to not only your stroke count, but also your splits per length within each rep of each set, and also comparing that to your heart rate. So you can get a really well-rounded perspective of what you're doing on each uh, set within an overall workout.
Um, I also want to show an example workout so that even if you don't have um, a wearable, you can keep track of your swap um, and ways you can think about improving it. So here's an example workout that's 2200 meters. It takes about 45 minutes to complete. After a 300 warm up and 450s kick and three 100s IM, just to kind of get the blood flowing, the main set is three rounds of 950s freestyle. And I, I make the analogy of nine holes of golf. So similar to golf where you want to have a lower score, uh, the goal of this set is to actually decrease your overall swall score. And so on the first 950s, and you can do these on the minute or something like that, the first 950s, you're focused on your stroke count. So you're going to count how many strokes you take uh, if you don't have a device, or even if you do have a device to track this for you, you know, do them on the minute, count how many strokes you take on each length, and pay attention to the time that you go, but the focus is on decreasing your stroke count and being very aware of how many strokes you're taking and how far you're coming off the wall, how much rotation you're applying into your stroke, and everything like that. On the next round of 950s, you're gonna pay more attention to your splits. So how fast are you actually swimming? And you're gonna start to push the limits of what you can do while maintaining that stroke count, um, but really optimizing for your overall split time. And on the last round of golf, on the last 950s, you're really focused on reducing your swall score. So you're gonna do a little bit of mental math here where you're focused on swimming pretty fast, but not taking a lot of strokes. And if you can get to that 30 or 32 or 40 or 50, whatever number you previously have done, um, this is a good test set so that you can measure your swell score over time and see how you're improving your overall uh, freestyle efficiency. The really cool thing about this set is you can do it not just for freestyle, but you can do it for every single stroke. And so that's how you can get a better understanding of what your swell score is per stroke. Um, this is a really good set to do for breaststroke especially uh, because breaststroke is a, a really long stroke. It's a short axis stroke. You're focused on hitting extension and by reducing your stroke count but swimming with high intensity, you can really improve your breaststroke. For something like butterfly, you want to be careful and not hinder your tempo and overall stroke rhythm. So the way you can really apply this in a butterfly set, for example, uh, and you might not want to do uh, you know, 2750s of butterfly, but the way you can apply butterfly is by working on your underwater dolphin kick. So the actual mechanics of your butterfly are not going to change that much, whereas in breaststroke, you're going to hold your streamline for a longer period of time. But in butterfly, you're really going to focus on how much dolphin kick action you can do off the wall. If you're in a short course pool, even better. You get two pushes off the wall. Um, and the same thing for backstroke, because backstroke, you, uh, and even for yourself, you really want to focus on how far you can get off the wall, maximizing your power for stroke. And uh, you know, hopefully you can apply some of these concepts into your training so that way you can see your progress in not only your swell score, but in the number of strokes you take, your split, and ultimately your overall 100 pace so that you can become a faster and more efficient swimmer. Uh, please check out the swimming equation video, and if you have any comments about the swell or any further questions, feel free to leave them in the comments. Until next time, that was Whiteboard Wednesday. We'll see you guys later. Bye.